Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, welcome to, this is one of my favorite things we do every month at the Saints Happy Hour. Uh, For patrons that donate $5 a month, you get in a raffle, and we pick a winner every month, and we, I, we just talk to them for 10, 15 minutes about their Saints fandom, but different questions, and uh, this week, this month's winner uh, was Blake Kuttner. Blake, uh, thanks for supporting the show. Uh, we always appreciate that. Uh, how did you find the show, and how long have you been a Saints fan? Let's see. Well... I grew up in the Bay Area, so originally I was a Niners fan back in the uh, 70s and 80s. And when the team got sold from uh, the DeBartolos to the Yorks, I just couldn't get down with the Yorks. Um, I just liked their style, and the team just pretty much went uh, went to garbage quickly. So... Then I became, I was actually living in New Orleans. I graduated from college, or actually from culinary school after college. And uh, my uncle invited me to come move down there and start a catering company. I'm a chef. So uh, when I got down there, he had season Saints tickets, 1996, and we started going to games and didn't stop. That's a, that's that's incredible because usually, you I mean, the transition – from one ownership to the next. I mean, granted, the Yorks are pretty terrible. San Francisco, they had the one little blip of Harbaugh. Uh, but they had so much winning. Like, that's a that's a pretty big step to, like, usually when a, when a, when a, uh, a person bails on a team, right, they either move or something like that. I mean, that was just a blip of uh, you just, like, couldn't tolerate the awful. And I will say, I worked at the Mercury News. So, like, I am very aware of, like, the Jed York awfulness <laughs> with the stadium and all of it. Like, like San Francisco fans, they still have a, a boiling rage for him that I think other fan bases don't understand because, you you know, we don't, we don't necessarily follow the Texans or the 49ers greatly. I mean, we watch their games, right? But we don't know, like, the inner workings and the day-to-day and how their fans are feeling. Man – the rage against Jed York is so real, and that you you that you said you you just were like I'm done with it. Like it, it I said it surprised me at first, but now that I'm remembering back to the Mercury News and the stadium stuff, like it doesn't surprise me that much. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I could bike to the old stadium, so I was a huge fan of going to a game that I could do, just like I could in New Orleans. And second of all, I mean. Eddie DeBartolo was the man. I mean, it was like, sure, he did a little shenanigans with Edwin Edwards, but that doesn't stop anyone. Works hey, in man, Louisiana. What, it who, works for me. Who doesn't, who doesn't give sacks of money to politicians in Louisiana? Right. You know? Obviously. <laughs> but to continue, so, so you, just, you just were fed up. So I guess my question is, and this was – I like to pick a topic that I talk to about uh, with, the rap, with the winners that support us. 
Uh, this topic I wanted to talk about is a Saints player that just infuriated you. And the reason why I brought it up is because I got in an argument with Fletcher Mackle and a couple of people on Twitter. They were like, Brandon Browner is the worst Saints free agent signing of all time. And I was like, dude, history didn't start five minutes ago. I'm like, Jarris Bird was terrible because he they spent $60 million and he hardly played. And when he played, he was terrible. I'm like... Uh, Dale Carter, the Saints signed him, and they desperately needed a corner, and he couldn't even stay sober uh, the night he signed the contract. I'm like, Albert Cannell stole money out of Deuce's locker. But the Saints player that I just, I, I just like hated for no, ira- like for uh, irrational reasons, Blake, is Tabucky Jones. Like, he just drove me insane because the Saints got him, and. They traded for New England for him, and at the time, I remember I was working for Buddy D, and he said, Tabucky Jones is terrible. He had one good year. Bill Belichick sold high. He sold the Saints a bag of beans, and the Saints gave up a second-round pick for him and then gave him a huge contract, and I was like, I don't know, Buddy. He's pretty good. He was awesome in the playoff run, and sure enough, Tabucky Jones went back to being terrible and stupid, and he injured like two Saints players because he was just like a heat-seeking missile to destroy, and his best tackles, much like Brandon Browner, were against Saints players, and he just infuriated me because when he wasn't blowing coverages and missing tackles, he was injuring Saints players. He just, I mean, in the last 10 years, he might be, or the 20 years, he is very high on my just irrational hate reason, and he wasn't that terrible of a player but god i hated him i would say i have two both of them a little controversial because they both uh were part of a super bowl team but uh my two would be scott shanley nothing i mean i don't know if hatred might be too strong but he was just such a liability in coverage and it just killed me i just felt like oh this slow white guy is never (laughs) going to be able to cover anyone and he couldn't And so, you know, that whole year, even though there was so much glory, I just couldn't get past the fact that we had a linebacker who couldn't keep up with a fullback. So that kind of was. You know, I I compared Scott Shanley to a roll of duct tape. In 2006, the Saints linebackers were so fucking terrible. Literally, after the Saints played Dallas in a preseason game, the Saints traded for Shanley. And I can imagine Sean Payton walking to Bill Parcells at the sideline and be like, Whatever linebacker that you are going to cut, give him to me now because he's better than whatever I have. And it was like a roll of duct tape. And it's like in your house, you know, Blake, when you when you fix something, you fix something with duct tape, right? And you're like, it, we're, it's raining, whatever. I got to get the duct tape. We got to fix it. But I feel like Scott Shanley, they duct, they used, he was the duct tape and they just left it for like five years. Yeah, and like exactly. never. That's like, that piece of duct tape that's been there three years bothering you. And you're like, man. I really got to fix that thing for real someday. <laughs> so who else did you hate? The other one, again, controversial, Super Bowl winner is uh, Reggie Bush. I just oh, overrated from day one. Yeah. And I just, you know, I, I never got over it. I just felt every time he touched the ball that why were we wasting this down? I mean, kind of like I'm currently feeling about Taysom Hill every time he touches the ball. I'm like, what is his net yardage compared to Drew every time he touches the ball? It's nothing. And every so often he'll pull a good play, but 90% of the time he just runs into someone's butt at the line of bridge. I can't get down with hating Reggie Bush. The thing is the thing is with Reggie Bush is like 
the Saints, you know who they they were going to take if they didn't take Reggie Bush? They were going to take A.J. Hawk. So it's like, that... Well, that would have been Scott Shanley. <laughs> it would have been Scott Shanley with better hair. <laughs> exactly. But, um, you know, final question, th- and thanks for giving us time today, um, guy. And I, I just, um, give, thanks for giving us time, Blake. Uh you know, I talked to my editors at Channel 4 and, and producers for the TV, and, and one of the things that he says that's interesting to me is he feels like this year, even though the Saints, they're, they're it's not 13-0 like 2009, but he's like, they're just as good. They have just as good a chance to win the Super Bowl. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. You know, he's like, but the the excitement, he's like, on the website and in the city, he's like, I don't feel the same excitement that I did in 2009. And he's like, maybe it'll pick up as we get into December. But he's like, right now it's not it's not the same. And do you feel that? Do you feel like this year it's great and we're having fun, but it's not like the bedlam that it was in 2009? That's a good question. I do feel like um, the Saints were on an ascension then. You know, they'd come from 2006, NFC Championship, and, you know, you sort of like – these are the best years. People are a little more, I mean, it's such a change in mentality for Saints fans and psychology, but now people are more scared of the letdown. The, you know, 49ers NFC championship game or Seattle division game, or was that wild card game, you know, but people are more afraid of a letdown than they are ready to give themselves over to excitement for glory. And, uh, you know, I think. No, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about it that way. I hadn't thought about it that way, that they're, 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 they fear the disappointment more than the fun of winning. My take was, I just feel like New Orleans as a city and as a fan base, like we loved 2009 because we never thought we were going to get it right and like we're still living off the fun and the glory of 2009 where like other fan bases they're used to winning or whatever like you know pittsburgh or new not new england's not a great example because they've just been so phenomenal but other fan bases like they expect to win and you know they win a championship or whatever and then three four five years down the line they're like that was five years ago Come on, get with the program. We're like, Saints fans are like, 2009 was awesome, wasn't it? It was fantastic. And we're like still living it. We still got the t-shirt. We still got the merch. And like, so 2018, yeah, if they win again, it'll be fun. But like, we're still living off the party from 2009. So it's still going. So I just feel like as a fan base, 
New Orleans fans are really happy and easygoing for the most part. Uh, so that's part of the reason. But I like I like your theory better that like we're we're part of it. we're scared. We 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 want the fun, but the pain of 2011 and last year versus Minnesota it still hangs with us. So we're just not gonna fully commit to it because we're we're afraid that it's gonna break our heart. I I like that. Uh, I like your I like your theory better than mine. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll roll with it. Heartbreak right. fear. All right, one last thing, and then you can get out of here. Uh, your show, obviously, you support us, so you, you're a, a listener. When and how do you listen to the show? Um, I get most of my podcasting when I'm working out, which is not something I do that often, but it's when I get to listen to the show uh, uninterrupted, and. Uh, Let's see. So that's in the mornings before my kids get up and start chaotically beating down my door. How many kids um, do you have? Two kids. Ooh, I have one. So, two seems like yeah. so much more. Sure is. Um, so, yeah, that's how I do it. And I've been listening for, I think, most of the time you guys have been making the show because we've been, yeah, that, there ain't much you. else I out there. That. and. Uh, I'm so impressed with you and Andrew's memory. That's really uh, <laughs> a thought I have very often is these guys have incredible memories that I wish I had. Oh, my wife says my memory's terrible. That if she's like, if you could remember what I want you to do, like you could remember a Saints game, my life would be so much easier. Right. And the thing is, the thing that's crazy is I was talking to somebody on Twitter yesterday, and we were talking about the 2010 Saints. And everybody remembers about the 2010 Saints that they lost to Seattle in the playoff game and they had Beastquake. But they, what they don't remember is the Saints went into Week 17 and if the Saints would have won and Atlanta would have lost, the Saints would have got the two seed. So Sean Payton decided to play his starters for the you know to see what would happen. And then he looked up at the scoreboard and Atlanta was trouncing whoever they were playing. I think it was the I think it was the 49ers and. He's like, okay, we're not, we're not getting this, so I'm going to bench him. But before he did that, Jimmy Graham broke his foot. What's that? I didn't say anything. No, I was going to say, before he took the starters out, Jimmy Graham broke his foot, Malcolm Jenkins uh, hurt his shoulder, and Chris Ivory got hurt. And the Saints missed all three of them in the playoff game. Roman Harper got roasted in coverage, and the Saints stunk in goal line offense and kicked a bunch of field goals instead of scoring. Jimmy Graham would have helped that, and Ivory would have helped that. And, you know, we were talking about what, what will they do at the end of this year when, when buys or home fielder comes in. And it was just amazing that me and, and my friend Ian were going through it play by play by play and remembering the plays that Graham got hurt on and Jenkins got hurt on. And it's eight years ago. So uh, my memory, I wish I could do it to more productive things besides random <laughs> Saints players. Um, but, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's how I am. So – Final prediction. What do you, final thing, and then I, I promise we'll get you out of here, Blake. Your record for the Saints for the 2018 season, and are they going to win the Super Bowl? Whew, that's both tough questions. Um, I'm thinking right now 13-3 and because luckily we have Carolina, who's just tanking right now, twice left. God, and by the end of the season, I think Cam might be sitting too. I think he's injured as well. Plus they lost Greg Olson. They're they're in deep doo doo, um, and you know, I hate to think about a loss to the Bucks or Steelers, but just out of the random chance, I mean, 
uh, Drew or the team lays another egg. I have not quite enough faith in these receivers other than Thomas to do what they're told. Uh, and so I'm going to go with 13 and three. Do they win the Super Bowl? Sure. Why the hell not? I, <laughs> I, like I it. bet it at uh, 25 to one before the season started or whatever it started at. I bet it. I thought I had bet it at sixteen to one for one hundred and fifty dollars. I didn't. I bet it at twelve to one for seventy five dollars. So I win a thousand bucks if the Saints win the Super Bowl. Um, the other so. bet I really wish I had was to a uh, man. I knew that was, <laughs> this was coming, and you could get it in the off season before anything started at twenty to one. Oh my God! Yeah, I think the Saints' record. I've already cashed the ticket for the over, but I just look at the Saints. What's that? No, I think we just had a little lapse in the audio. Oh yeah. So um, I either think the Saints are going fourteen and two, and they're going to run the table out and get the number get the number one seed, or they're going to go twelve and four, and they're going to be locked into that. Uh, that two seed and they're just going to take the final week off and they're not going to care. Um, so they'll finish two and two and they'll be 12 and four. So that's what I think. I think either they're running the table or going 12 and four, but once again, Blake, thanks for joining. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for supporting the show. Guys, if you want to be, and have a chance to chat with me for your own special podcast, do like Blake does donate five bucks and you can maybe win. Uh, so Blake, thanks a bunch guy. And hopefully the saints will win the super bowl and, uh, have a, have a great week.